time it gets close to like 11 o'clock, my body just be like, all right, nigga, time to sit down. Nigga, that's when I start scratching my stomach and shit. Like, oh shit, here it come. About to fall out. Right here, right now. I don't know if I'm 34 or 43. <laughs> I'm not sure which <laughs> <laughs> But we live. Welcome to the Accordance Wizards Podcast. I am your host, Andre Williams. And today, I am joined by Chris. Chris, say hello to the people. What's going on, people? And Devin, I'm still on the train, Wittenberg. Devin, say hello to the people. Yeah, yeah. Shout out from the BNSF. Word up. <laughs> Racist ass. Racist ass, natural. <laughs> um, Rob is having technical difficulties, so I'm going to rob this week. Me, Devin, okay. and Chris are going to hold it down. Rob, um, his technical difficulties is being a dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, what he say? I think uh, his computer, his computer uh, blew up on him. So that's that. But we got a pretty good show um, scheduled tonight. Um, so let's get started. Um, Chris, you had you banged out a pretty good, decent list um, for us tonight. So we're gonna start with the first thing you put on your list. You had. Tom Brady at the top of the list. I don't know if that was um, if you did that purposely or whatever. But what do you what do you got? What do you think about Tom Brady and his uh, first of all his political views? Second of all, his um, he dodges he dodges these political questions better than he dodges a goddamn linebacker covered up the middle. What the hell's going on? With, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with Tom Brady? And I mean, it's not like he hasn't been vocal about how he feels. I mean, he's giving those little jabs every now and then to let you know. And the man's had to make had to make a American Great Again hat in his locker room. He's and that should tell you. And he has a personal relationship with Trump, but neither here nor there. It's just we don't leave it for a football team. But I already pay attention to what's going on. I'm a positive person. What? Okay, so I'm trying to figure out here. I'm just, you know, innocent bystander. What is your what are your issues? Okay, he's a football player. You watch him to play, you know, you watch him to play the game of football. Why does his political uh, affiliations matter? You know, I don't think it matters, but in today's climate when there's so much going on, the media wants to know how these athletes feel and these coaches and these other people in sports, and they ask them these questions. And, you know, sometimes people don't like the questions they get. People don't like the answers they hear. And it doesn't alter my opinion of him as a quarterback, but it does make me judge the hell out of him as a person. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Okay. Devin. So, what are, what are your opinions of Tom Brady? Um, I can't stand that son of a bitch. Oh, well, there you go. That, oh, that, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't like him as a player. I don't like him as a man. I don't like the Patriots. I don't like Bill Belichick. I don't fucking like the city of Boston. I don't like New England. There goes Boston. Like Great <laughs> sex, there goes Boston. Um, okay. Right, let me step into Let me step outside for a second. Not outside, but the place, you know. Oh my God! The doors are about to close. Cut that out! Cut that out the podcast. 
I can't even get that up out of here. That's part of the podcast from here on out now. But okay, I can understand so, the realistically. Yo, go go ahead. Continue. Not me not me being just you no know, belligerent and ignorant Devin as usual. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never really liked him. I've always thought that like like I've always thought that you know, they fall into the notion of good, like, good player and a good coach. They complement each other well. I've always stood to the notion that, like, I think that Joe Montana is the greatest quarterback of all time. Wonder why? Joe never, I don't disagree. But go ahead. Because Joe, Joe never took no ales, even when he had a fucking bomb-ass team. Tom Brady had Randy Moss, and he choked in the Super Bowl. So that's how I feel about that. Now, Tom Brady is a person. He is, how can I say it, like, it's almost like, it, it's almost similar to the people who are in Trump's circle, who are really controlling him, you know what I mean? They oh, you are, mean like President Bannon? President Bannon, yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> they are enabled to be the way that they are because of the person who they're associating themselves with. Tom Brady is allowed to dodge questions. He's allowed to, nah, I'm a positive person. I don't really get into that shit. Even though we, even though we all know he's bullshit, it's because he's enabled by a dickhead of a coach. There is no other coach. And I really, I was trying, I'm, we've already lost probably all of our conservative <laughs> followers, so I might as well just keep going. Imagine, imagine Mike Tomlin in a, in a press conference. Every time it's, every time he's, you know, paid to speak. Every time he's supposed to, he's mandated by the NFL to speak, to give two, three-word answers, and I'm just focused about insert opponent here, like Bill Belichick. He'd be the most hated person in the world. I mean, not the hate, most hated coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick, they'd be like, well, that's not his thing. He just wants to win. Tom Brady, that's not his thing. He just wants to play and win. Now, fuck that shit. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Once you get that greatest, that GOAT title to you, it's not just with play. It's with who you are as a person, too. Like, Mike didn't get the GOAT title just because he was great on the court. Mike was just great. Like, everybody wanted to be like Mike. I'm kind of drifting that's off. Because they didn't, that's because they didn't know him. For all accounts, Mike exactly. was an asshole. Mike was a complete asshole. But but you see what I'm saying? Like, You know you're going to get ripped because of the comments, though, right? him to act the way that he acts. You're going to get a douchebag. Because of your Joe Montana didn't lose thing. People are going to kill you because of that. Just gonna I don't care. I'll let, let you know that. But, um, Fuck them. Um, I think I think the way, that, the way that things are today, right? Where everything is so open. <laughs> Politics is just one of those things that is going to be open. And by him affiliating himself so you know deeply with Donald Trump you know and you know he like like Chris said he has the make America great hat. you know all of these things that he does like I find it yeah, for me personally I'm petty you know uh, I will unfriend you because you voted for Donald Trump absolutely so I find it very I wonder how it, how it's working in that locker room I mean obviously it isn't doing anything um, to be an issue on the field, but I wonder if there's some tension 
uh, between the players and, 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 and Tom Brady because obviously, you know, football is what? 85, like 80, 85% black. So I, so I wonder. If, you know, uh, that, that's so true because I keep on wondering how the hell Martellus hasn't said anything by now. Because he know if yep. he says anything, they're going to cut the shit out of him. They're going to cut his ass, man. And I know LeGarrette Blunt, his thug ass, I know he didn't probably said something a few times. <laughs> like, uh, like, he uh, had to have, bro. Like, I'm not going. I, I know that all of them have felt some type of way about dude. And how the organization just like, like Chris said it the other day. Wasn't that you, Chris? That all the people that they forced Jared Mayo to retire. Like, yep. Oh, my God, bro. I can't. I can't. I just. Oh, when I saw that hat, you know what the first thing I said to my mind? I was just like, oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all to see that hat because it makes sense. That's him. That's Tom Brady. <laughs> That's Tom yeah. Brady. Tom Brady is making football great again. Fucking I mean, idiot. It's not even just Tom Brady. The entire organization just reeks of 60s white privilege and racism. I mean, you got a, <laughs> you got an owner that doesn't believe in white privilege. You got a coach that just this is probably the biggest bigot in the world. And just think about the way the Patriots organization organization has treated black players over the last couple of years. Remember Lawrence Oh my Mar- god, dude. You remember Lawrence Maroney? Yeah. They cut him and put that Danny Woodhead dude. And where's Danny Woodhead now? Shit, sure, man. I think he tore his ACL. He was in, he went to San Diego. Yeah. In their defense, he did the same thing to um to Wes Welker, too. He did it to... Uh, got Wes Welker the hell up out of there. He yeah, he guy. did it to... Uh, what's his name? Oh, shit, they still winning. Damn. Walked past the bar, I saw the Bulls still winning. I t- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it won't last long. Don't worry about it. I that. know. But Come he, on, did to, uh, he did it to... Uh, what's my man's name? He played for the Bengals for a long time, and then he was with the Patriots, and they won a the Super Bowl. Corey Dillon. No, oh, yeah, Corey Dillon. And Corey Dillon yeah. was pissed. He said he didn't know where that shit came from. I mean, they do it to everybody. They did it. To, I mean, everybody they that you know that, that gets a little bit older that deserves a little bit more money, they get them the hell up out of it. That's what they do. They did it to Chad too. I'll never forget. The beat writers were saying how Tom kept telling McDaniel's and them to put Chad Johnson in the game because he was the only person who was able to run routes properly. And get and evade defenders against the Giants in that Super Bowl. So the two plays that he got in the game, a bullet passes caught right in the hands and got yardage after the catch. But Belichick was stuck in his ways. Fuck really? you! You're not gonna act. The, you're not gonna act the quote unquote patriot way. I'm not gonna put you in. Yep. Oh, <laughs> you mean to tell me it wasn't that he just didn't know the, the playbook? He couldn't run the playbook. Yeah, man, Randy motherfucking Randy Moss don't don't do run no plays. He, he even said he'd take plays off, and look what happened. Well, Randy just ran up, ran down the field. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really have to know a playbook, per se. He, just knew, he had to know, oh, this dude is 5'9", and I'm 6'4". So I'll just, <laughs> and I'm probably fast. I'm faster or just as fast as this guy. So, yeah, just throw it up. <laughs> Come back to the huddle. Hey, Tom, don't worry about it. I just, just throw it down the field. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. But, you know, <laughs> I understand, you know, the issues with Tom Brady. I just think uh, I wish I wish we didn't know so much. I think I've said this before <laughs> on the podcast before. I wish we didn't know so much about people. But I will say this. By wearing that hat, he put himself out there. 
which also opens himself up to criticism. And um, if people have a problem with him because of it, I think he, at the end of the day, the only person he can blame for that is himself because he wore that. If you didn't want people to notice what you felt, because now you can see that he's kind of like pulling away from it. He tries not to act. like the whole point of this uh, segment was to say his political dodging. But yeah. he's only dodging politically because people don't don't really like the hat. They don't really like Donald Trump. So that's why he's doing that. But he didn't dodge it when he initially put the hat on to begin with. So it's all his fault. Could have shut the fuck up and nobody would care. Um, yeah. <clears throat> speaking of people who need to stop talking. Oh, we got a long list. Ooh. Yeah, we have a we have a long list of people that should that should stop talking. <laughs> I'm Sage Steel. Oh, God, God. this bitch. Oh my God! Uh, this beat um, <laughs> just clueless. So we've all known the Sage Steel is from. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Sage. Ooh, I really want to drop that c word on her ass right now, but I'm trying to keep my quota like, of one for I, this podcast. I don't know. Like, is this self hate? Is that what it is? I think it is. Like, she seems to have a complete and utter lack of sympathy for anyone other than either herself or I'm trying to tiptoe around this. I don't want I know. to. I, I, I hear you, Dre. I hear you. <laughs> like, I yeah, know yeah. you want to say it. I'm trying yeah, we to. Work on we got to work on retention. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to tiptoe around this because it's like you know it's a minefield but the comments that she made in regards to um the protest she she made her comment saying you know blah 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 this is why people who are, are you know we're missing our flights and the flights are late because people are protesting and she was also saying that she thought people should protest about other things and it's just like you can't see past your own goddamn nose for one second to not make that comment. Like, okay, it's you feel that way, right? Fine. Why did she feel the need to get on Twitter and say it? Is it like what is it? You you guys tell me. What was that? What was the point of it? Well, I know that she tried to like it's just like forgive for all for all my for all of our followers. Uh, put a condom over your feelings just for a moment. It's just like when white people say some shit to you like, <laughs> I'll never forget, somebody said this to my younger brother. <laughs> white boy was like, no offense to you, but some black people do. And like, we didn't even hear anything the fuck else that he said. <laughs> <Is that what? laughs> I, I'll never forget, we were talking to each other. He was like, what did that motherfucker say after he said, no offense, but some black people? I was like, I honestly don't know. I was just trying to figure out like, well, motherfucker, whatever you're about to say is going to be offensive. It's going to be offensive. I don't care if people feel so comfortable saying that. No offense, but <laughs> something offensive. Like. So at the beginning of it, she, in her post, I saw it on Instagram. She said, so I'm all about people voicing their their right to protest. But, bitch, just you don't even got to put that fucking sentence in there. Just say what you feel. Stop trying to beat around the bush about the shit. You don't like anything that involves my minorities speaking up for themselves. You don't like anything that involves minorities voicing that they are being treated wrongly. 
That's because like she anything. does not look at herself as yeah. a minority. Because obviously she's mixed. Um, I didn't know that. I thought she was black. No, <laughs> I just mixed. thought that her. I thought yeah. her children were mixed. She feels so smelling and stumbled kids all the time. Yeah, her mother is white, right? Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Usually, whatever your dad is, that's what your pigmentation. So is. yeah, so her mother was white, and obviously she married a white man. And you know, she had that issue earlier, um, or you know, sometime last year. But basically, yeah, she I do was remember that. Trying to tell people that we should applaud her husband for marrying a black woman or something like that. <laughs> like that was, I mean, those weren't her exact words. You know, I'm Fuck. paraphrasing, but that was essentially the the point of what she was trying to make, and I'm trying to figure out. I, I I don't understand like what her issue is. I don't. I think it. I think it does come back to her just being. It's a self hate thing, and it may you know it may have come up from the way she was treated as a um you know as a child by black people. I don't know, but I'm looking at this picture of her on. Um, it looks like she's on ESPN, and it looks like some. Who, who is this? Uh, who, who's the white the, the, the white guy from UFC? I was um, just about to say that, Kale Sonnen. Yeah, Kale Sonnen. Yeah, he's like touching her hair like she's a fucking poodle or something. Yeah, <laughs> just like and she said yes. <laughs> she she entertains that shit, but Kale Kale might be. <laughs> he he makes Tom Brady look like. Uh, a neutral party in a sense of <laughs> politics because Kale Sonnen, he loves Donald Trump. Everything about Donald Trump. Yeah, well. So, you know what? That says enough about him. This is not ETMF. I am not going to engage in, <laughs> in the political talk. <laughs> Hold on. What is the next ETMF podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to jump on that. Next Monday is the okay. next ETMF podcast. Put yeah. it down. All right. I, I told them, so you'll be on the next Get one. It. Get all my cussing out on that shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but you know, back to Sage. I think, I think she needs to, you know, collect herself a little bit, and maybe stay away from Twitter because you know somebody um else from 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 ESPN, Dan Levitard, he kind of ethered her. Oh man, oh, he let man. her ass have it. And was basically said that ESPN can't allow her to, you know, to express her fake white privilege. Why, you know, they're they're making other people be quiet about other things, and I and I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly about that. Um, think about it: you have a black woman complaining that minorities are protesting, like, oh. My God, if that isn't the height of white privilege, I don't know what the hell it is. Like, I don't. Oh, man, I wanted to like Sage. I did. And I used to love her. I used to like, oh, Sage still. Like, she's so like, this is so great that they got her to come on. You know, yep. She's on everybody countdown. And now it's just like, ever since she's been talking, everything that's come out of her mouth has been stupid. <laughs> Do you guys remember the... um? The celebrity, so what was it last year in Toronto, right? The, the All-Star Game? Yeah. So last year in the All-Star Game, they had the celebrity basketball game. And Sage Steele was there. Like, 
she gave out the MVP trophy. I forgot who it was. I think it was like a Canadian. Win Butler. So, yeah. And he was going to go on, like, when they were interviewing people, they were, he was about to <laughs> give out his, like, little campaign MVP speech about why you should vote for Donald Trump. Sage Steele cut that shit out quick, bro. She was like, uh-uh, no, no, no. No politics. So me looking at that, just as, like, a fan and not knowing who Sage really was, I was just like, well, I guess she had to do that because, you know, you know, it's we have to keep it sports related. They can't just be jumping on there doing that shit. But now things are starting to rear its head. Like she wasn't doing that because it was a political statement. She was doing it because yeah. it was a political statement that she didn't agree with. Exactly. They did something else. If it had been the opposite of what he was um, protesting or what he was saying, she would have let him continue to talk. Exactly. Yeah, you might be right, man. I I don't know. I, I I don't know. It was like as soon as I saw her post the other day, I was like, I started like just thinking Ooh. back on her career, and I was just like, man, this motherfucker might have been a double agent this whole time. She clearly doesn't identify with the black half of of her. Not at all. And yeah. it's crazy because I feel like Sage has got a more public platform. Not a more public. Obviously, she's a sports anchor, but I feel like she's gotten more FaceTime on ESPN rather than more FaceTime and more freedom with how she speaks rather than Jamel, who, if y'all notice, like Jamel has toned down a lot in a sense of like speaking about color in a sense of like black women and pride for black men. She's actually just been, you know, relatively just on the median, still, still doing it, doing her thing, which I'm happy to hear. And, uh, what's my man's name? Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Now they got their own sports center. But it's still toned down. Well, in a sense, compare that to, say, Steele, this motherfucker could just say whatever the fuck she want with no consequences. And I like think that's seems- exactly what Levitar was referencing. Yeah, exactly yeah because, because um, as much as I don't like Bill Simmons, they were oh, constantly uh, censoring him constantly. on on his oh, um, social media. When If he said something on social media... She was constantly getting in trouble for it, but it seems like she can say anything she wants to, especially about this topic, and it's all good. Well, you, you know why it's like that? Because it's all white? Because it's all white. No, <laughs> white. You know, you, you know full well if it was the other way around. That she would have been had that uh, talk to. If she'd have been up there like motherfucking well, CB4, I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> I'm black in the black. I'm black. <laughs> yeah, the motherfucking <laughs> Do you guys remember when Bill Simmons treated her ass on live TV? I think it was after the after the Lakers Celtics finals, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I could talk now." <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I, do, I do remember. Oh that. god, that but shit the, was so funny. But he came off like a whiny and petulant ass child so it, yeah. it kind of backfired and that was That's I think that, whole... that was around the, the the beginning of the end of um, <laughs> Bill Simmons on ESPN. That's when that shit started with him and Jalen. Don't get fired Bill Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bill got fired so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That shit's over with They dropped his ass like a bad habit and We're going to keep this uh, keep this rolling because we're, all, we're, we're, we're on the same kind of a uh, train of thought with Kyle Lowry. Um, he, I'm he off did the train, his, uh, by the way. No he, pun intended. He, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he did an interview. He did his presser, uh, what was it, two days ago or was it yesterday? Two days, two days ago. ago. Two days ago. 
where he gave his um his his opinion on the Muslim ban, and he called it bullshit. He called it bullshit about five separate times. And <laughs> can I say something real quick? Go ahead. For all you conservatives that want to say it's not a Muslim ban, it's a banning of seven countries where Islam is the majority of the parts of the religion. Nope, it's a Muslim ban. <laughs> no, not a, not not a Muslim ban. It's a um, it's a it, it's an ex- an extreme vetting process. <laughs> Obama did it. You can't Obama say that. Obama he did made it. the list. Obama did it. Um, <laughs> I think Clinton did Clinton do it? And Bush. Everybody's done it. Everybody's done it. Um, exactly. We're just following the lead. Just following the lead. But uh, they asked Kyle Lowry about the the quote unquote Muslim ban, and like I said, he you know he he said that it was bullshit on five separate occasions in like a two minute span, and afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> The reporter asked him, would you care to repeat that without cursing? <laughs> and Kyle gave him a look like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to do that. Like, you're going to have to bleep that out. Like, what, what were your, Chris, when you first saw that, you know, that footage, what were your, um, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, like, Steve Kerr and Popovich, they've taken some pretty strong stances, but they curtailed it in a way to still make it appeasable for TV. And Kyle you know, just not being his, I mean, being his own person, he said, forget that. I'm going to say what I want to say. And he, he let his feelings be known. Let's just leave it at that. But when the reporter, do you want to say, do you want to say that again without cursing? First of all, who do you think you're talking to? You may be an NBA player, and you may be interviewing, but he, at the end of the day, he is a grown man. So respect him, like one. And two, where did this reporter get the balls to just talk to somebody like that? Seriously. Can you imagine me talking like to somebody on the street? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I read it first, and then I saw the, you know, the video of it. And I said to myself, Nick Ferdell would never try no shit like that. Like, or there's a guy that does the uh, beat writing for the magic. Real funny dude. He would never try no shit like that. So wherever the fuck this guy got off, he must have been feeling some type of way to where he had the courage to say, like, you know, a lot of them reporters, they know their place when they be in that locker room. Like, they know. They know the to, things. They. You're asking me you, to you, repeat you, the exact same thing I just <laughs> said and not curse for, for what? It's not like the the point isn't going to change. It's not like I'm going to be saying something different. I'm going to be saying the exact same thing I was saying before. So why why do I have to not curse again for whose benefit? Because you, <laughs> you just want me to say it again without cursing. You're not even going to be. <laughs> like, it would be different if he was the person that had to do the editing. Like you're not yeah. even going, you're not even the person beeping this out, which isn't like a hard thing to do. But <clears throat> it was just a weird, just a weird request. Um, like motherfucker, did you not hear me? NBA <laughs> players curse all the time. Maybe, maybe it was the the multitude of swear words, even though it was the same one. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> does it matter? Like, if you say fuck, like. Ten times? Does it matter that you said it ten times? If it's just like the same word, like does it does it get worse or something? I, I didn't I didn't get the guy's um his point. 
And it, it seemed like um, <clears throat> Kyle didn't get it either, which is why he gave him that look like, uh, nah, bruh. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to. Nah, son, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not going to appease you. <laughs> you go about doing things the way you want to do things, and I will go about doing things the way I want to do things. I want to say I want to say it was some bullshit. I just feel like some some people, they are that naive to think that, like, these players don't curse. But, like, I remember my mom had to give – she gave one of our family friends, like, four tickets to the Bulls game. And at the time, they were playing the Celtics. This is, like, the, the big three Celtics. Uh, my mom told them – and my mom told them, she was like, she was like, uh, now mind you, these are floor seats. You're going to hear some oh, shit that man. you never heard on TV. And she's like, oh, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They come to the house the next day after the game, right? And she was like, yours, this is my mom. She's talking to my mom. She's like, you didn't tell us that it was going to be profanity. And she's like, girl, I fucking told you. Them grown men out there playing basketball. What you think? <laughs> she was like, what do you think they're going to talk about? Exchange recipes and shit, like bro, like and Kevin Garnett. Just... Oh, man, <laughs> like every time, like he played on national television, you could hear him calling somebody a clearly nigga. Yep, every single clearly, bro. And time. it wasn't even like no, it wasn't even like no, like faded out sound bout. Like that shit was HD. You could hear that nigga say that shit. It was like or or. It was he was either calling you a bitch ass nigga, or he was telling someone else that <laughs> that bitch ass nigga can't guard me. Those were the only things <laughs> Kevin Garnett like the entire game. Um, anybody who expected otherwise is out of their mind. Like, but could you imagine some like reporter like in the middle of the video? Like, Kevin, could you please stop cursing so much on the floor? Like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't understand why you think you'd be able to ask that grown-ass man to repeat himself when his point was so clearly obvious what he was trying that, to do. That thing, that's, why, that's why I laughed my ass off when I heard the NFL was going to start throwing flags on guys when they said nigga on the field. Shit. Now, that's you, would never play, you would never play the game. Yeah. You know, that, and that goes by – I remember – I read that uh, Sal Palantonio said a source, uh, a player source said uh, a lot of white players say they felt uncomfortable by that. I'll never fucking understand that. I don't like it when you say that word. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You're the lead 79% African-American. You better get used to it. That's that's what I said. I think you know why it makes them uncomfortable, Devin, but I'm not going to say that. Oh, my God. This is not an ETMF podcast. <laughs> this is according to sources. And we're sad, not... <laughs> sad note. Sad note, right? Kind of clean so, it up a little bit. You're not so going not gonna to get tell, into that. I'm not going to tell the according to sources public where I work. Because I know a lot of y'all motherfuckers is crazy. And y'all don't want these hands. But I saw one of my old co-workers. We all work in the same building. They're of the same race. They're black. They met me downstairs in front of the building. And that's another security guard that know all three of us. All three, all four of us are the same race. So we walk up to each other. All you heard was, nigga, what's good? All right. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of, like, white people that, like, work in the same department as me, if you could have seen the shock and horror on their face <laughs> when they were like, Jesus Christ, he talks like that? I didn't know he was black. <laughs> wow. 
Oh god, it never, ever gets old. Never gets old. I can only <laughs> imagine when Russell Wilson dropped the nigga somewhere in oh. the motherfucking field. They was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" <laughs> Somebody whoop his ass. <laughs> so he can't say that. <laughs> Somebody kick his ass. Who the hell he think oh, he is? God. Oh man, imagine when Jason Kidd dropped the N word in the first time in a practice. In the Phoenix Suns practice, a Dallas Mavericks practice. Devin out there, <sighs> Devin out there crossing over. They don't know what he's doing. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh god! Okay, enough of this. We, 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 we need to get off of that. <laughs> you guys get the point. We ran down three separate situations, or actually four. Same thing. Whatever. But let's get into something fun. It came out the other day that um, uh, the reason th- there are reasons why. Holy shit! What was that? A, 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 is that a moped? Uh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, it, it came out that there are more deep rooted reasons for why Jimmy Butler doesn't um, he doesn't trust the Chicago Bulls organization, and I think it was Ryan Rosillo. Is that who it was? Yeah, was it yeah. He said that. Um, during Jimmy Butler's contract negotiations, you know, everybody knows how the contract negotiations go. The Bulls are going to offer him a certain amount of money. He can take it. He can go into free agency. We all know Jimmy bet on himself. He said that he read, he, he heard through the grapevine that somebody from the Bulls organizations, the front office, told Jimmy Butler that if he did not sign the four-year, $40 million contract, that they were going to play uh, Tony Andre, Snell. Uh, Dre's favorite player. Tony <laughs> Snell. Yes, that Tony Snell over him to decrease Jimmy's, uh, his worth on the open market. Nobody, you know, he wouldn't get as much money because he wouldn't be playing as many minutes. Yeah. Now, you guys know I hate the Bulls front office. <laughs> Anybody that has followed me or read anything I've written over the last four years, you know that I've repeatedly called for the Chicago Bulls front office to be fired, drawn and quartered even. But I don't believe this for one second. I don't believe this for one second. It doesn't make any sense for this to be the case, um, to be completely honest with you. Because it only benefits the Bulls if Jimmy Butler is good. It only benefits the Bulls to keep him if he's good. Because now you have him for an extended period of time. And you could do anything that you want to do with Jimmy Butler at that point. But alienating him does what? What would be the point of that? Chris, what's the point of that? You tell me. You know, everybody knows I hate the Bulls for an office. And uh, you can see that hashtag FireGuard Packs usually all over my social media. But after I talk to Dre, you know, an older basketball mind and stuff that knows more about this stuff than I do, I realize this story got a lot of holes to it. Tony Snell of all people. Tony Snell. Tony Snell. Really? <laughs> Who's playing well in Milwaukee, by the way? I give him that much. He's actually still, still, still Tony Snell. He's starting. Yeah, he's starting. trash. Well, but uh, I mean, even if even if it is fake, and it probably is, it's probably leaked from Jimmy's camp or something against. Definitely from Jimmy's camp. It doesn't make the situation any better for this team. It's just constant drama. Do you remember when um, LeBron's fiance, well, back when they were still fiance or something, 
and there was rumors that LeBron had cheated. No, so somebody had cheated, and she left him, and he played horrible in the finals. Do you remember that? Yeah. This tops that by like ten. This is crazy, man. Seriously. I mean, but you know, LeBron did cheat on her. He did have a child with another woman. I'm just fucking around. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man, no, I was about to say, nigga, I ain't know nothing about that shit. Oh, but you know, no, okay. You didn't hear about that story about him um, getting that uh, that Cleveland weather woman pregnant and she had a baby? And I was telling Get people, that baby here. is dunking when he's 10. We know it was LeBron. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, we going to know it was LeBron. But, yeah, it was this whole thing about him um, getting a, getting a chick pregnant. And she, like, moved down to Miami so that he could be closer to the kid and was taking care of us and shit like that. It was a whole big thing. That he got up real quick. And then when he I moved back to Cleveland, she moved back to Cleveland with the baby. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole this is a whole thing, man. But you know, that's you know, it's obviously rumors. But I don't I don't think uh any of this make I I don't think that this is what this front office would do. Now, granted, they've done some pretty shitty things over the years. But if you do something like that, you run the risk of the player just saying, you know what, I don't care about the money, I'll go to another team, screw it. That's why I don't believe that this was actually anything that ever really took place. Like uh, like Chris said, I think this was something that came out of Jimmy's camp. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't see the reason why his camp would do this, but th- th- I've seen stranger things in the NBA, man. Um what do you think? What What do you think, Devin? Because I, I can't see a reason why it would actually be a thing. Like why the the Bulls front office would do it. Maybe you can enlighten. Me, cause I don't. I don't know. I feel like um, I I have the intuition that, like how Rosillo was saying that, uh, this caused this is why there was more tension with Thibs in the front office was because Thibs found out about it. And he was like, fuck that. Jimmy's going to start. I don't think Thibs was that stupid. I, I love Coach Thibodeau. But I don't, think that he was, I don't think he was that stupid to be like, oh, well, this is going to make me more upset. Fuck that. I'm going to start Jimmy. And after this, I'm fucking out of here. No. Thibodeau was already pissed off. And there couldn't top how much more pissed off he was. He was going to leave regardless. And the way this story frames up as it is told by Ryan Rossillo, it's it, it has diva mentality written all over it. I guarantee you, not guarantee, but my gut tells me that they probably did come to Jimmy with some type of contract. Yeah, and yeah they, it was four years, forty million dollars. Right. And then but I don't think it was any of that like, well, motherfucker, you don't play. We're gonna put Bum ass Tony Snell over you. I don't buy that shit one minute. Why would they do it? Um, first of all. Second of all, like I said, like I said before, you run the risk of him just being like, okay, well then I'll just leave and I don't have to be here. I don't have to be here anymore. And then you get nothing. He walks away for nothing. So doing that doesn't make any sense. Um, third of all, it's Tony Snell, who was really, really bad. Like he was really bad back then. So I can't imagine Tony Snell, you know, you you putting everything. You banking on Tony Snell. Nobody's banking on Tony Snell. Um, and I think another thing about it is that I always heard that Jimmy was also one of the people that kind of wanted Thibs gone. Yeah. Like he was see, that's that's another thing. I, I heard the same thing. 
and that was and that was another reason why why Joe and Derek they just wanted to fuck out because they they fucking loved Thibodeau they, as, as blindly as they fucking loved him because the nigga was ending their careers with each season that he just drove them into the ground. But they, that was a do, and I don't think Jimmy made it any better with like front office trying to be like you know considerate of Joe Kinoa and Derrick Rose wanting to stay in Chicago because they were like, well, this is the face of he's becoming the face of our franchise, and he talks, he is very outgoing, blah blah blah. You motherfuckers can dip dibs, Joakim and Derrick. I I just don't buy this story at all, at all. Right. I think this is another one of those things. And now it's it's starting to get to the point with me and the Chicago Board organization. But first of all, I think Garth Foreman and John Paxson should be fired. I've always said that. But it's starting to feel like there's like some sort of a hit out on the Chicago Bulls front office for whatever reason. Because what other front office do you see with all of these just like random occurrences <laughs> and nonsense just popping up out of nowhere Literally all the time. It's literally all the time now. This is like some random occurrence that happens, and now the Chicago Bulls are in the um, they're in the spotlight again. And you never understand where this shit is coming from. Like, where did this where did this one come from? Why would Ryan Rosillo all of a sudden just bring this story out of no goddamn where? Now this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls telling Jimmy Butler that they would play Tony Snail instead of him. Where in the hell did this come from? Can any um, th- These are the things that, that, I, that I think about a lot. Like, I don't understand where this came from, why we're even talking about it, uh, any of these things. And it, it, it's happening every season for, like, the last three years, and no organization is fucking up this much where they always – in the spotlight. Not even John Paxson and Garth Foreman. Not even them two idiots. I don't even believe they're doing this much stupid shit. Constantly being the damn spotlight. So, uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think something is up. Um, I, and it's funny that this story comes out the week after uh, Jimmy and, um, and, and, and Dwayne Wade get benched for coming out and making comments about uh, the, the team that to me was kind of bullshit. I don't think they should have been making those comments about the team. Um, but all of a sudden, after that, now you got these comments, uh, you know, the Jimmy Butler stuff coming out all of a sudden, the week afterwards. Like, people need to put two and two together. Something was up. Like, that was not on up and up. That whole thing, something was up about that. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't straight. Uh, but while we're talking about it, what did you guys think about the whole thing with... Um, with Jimmy and uh, and Dwayne Wade, I'll let you go. What you think about that, Chris? With the comments they made a couple of weeks ago about motherfuckers needing to be one, caring about winning. You know, he had to throw a motherfucker in there so you niggas care him. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think about that? Like, did you did, did you agree with their comments? Did you think that that was something that they should have been saying? Because me personally, I didn't. What did you think? I mean, I didn't agree with anything they did. The way they executed it was pretty terrible. And this just shows you the new age type of athlete where instead of going to the front office and talking stuff out like most players do, you got those select few that go on Instagram and Twitter and make tweets instead of actually taking care of the problem. 
and uh, you know, on TNT there's the other day they were talking about this and how Jimmy and they were talking about LeBron. It was uh, Kevin Garnett and it was Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, and they I talking. You saw that? Yeah, excellent segment. Agree with what they said wholeheartedly. And I feel like that can be applied to this Jimmy and D Wade situation. You feel like the rookies and the young guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. That's fine. Going to the media about that, I mean, you might really hurt how they feel and how they play. That affects. It's just that there are so many better ways they could have handled this, and they did it. And for Jimmy and D Wade to be talking like that, it's reckless. And two, neither one of y'all in a position to be talking like either that. Because neither one of y'all are leaders or superstars like you used to be. I think, um, like, I, 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 D Wade has earned the right to say something, you know, to that effect, right? He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, three time NBA champion, uh, finals MVP, you know. He's won gold medals. He knows what it takes to win. So he's earned the right to say something like that. And had this not been a team with a young up-and-coming superstar like Jimmy Butler, I would probably be okay with it. But Jimmy, because it would be Dwayne Wade's team. It wouldn't be somebody else's team, and he wouldn't be trying to show somebody else how to lead. Jimmy Butler is taking his lead from Dwayne Wade, which means he is think he's believing that what he's looking at now is the way to lead, and it just isn't. That's not how you lead your team. So you don't want him to be going into the uh, the media and talking about guys not caring. What the hell? Like, how do you know these guys don't care? Like, what kind of comment is that to make? Now you can say that you don't think they're good enough, but to say that they don't care enough. I think is absolute trash. You don't know how much these guys care. By all accounts, all of the Bulls' young players put in a lot of work to be good at basketball, and maybe they're just not as good as you would want them to be, but that doesn't mean you get to question their heart in playing the game. I thought that was um, I thought that was out of line, and you know, I don't think you know either one of them would have accepted it if someone was calling them out about their heart and their will to win and their you know how much they care about the games after you lose. Um, and I agree with you, Chris. I think it's better to keep those things in house, which is why the Bulls, even though you know sus- you know suspended them for what well, they didn't even suspend them, they took them out of a they didn't let them start. Yeah, you know, that's something that a college coach would do, which is why oh, Fred Hoiberg <laughs> was clearly a college coach. But I think you, it was good. It was good for them to show the other guys that they were behind them and that they were not going to allow Dwayne Wade and and, um, and Jimmy Butler to to do that. And I, I thought that was good on them, you know, for doing that. But I also think that. D Wade should have been a little bit more cognizant of what he was doing and who he and who's also watching him while he's doing it. Jimmy Butler is still young. He's still trying to figure out how to be a leader. You don't want him to come up under you thinking that these are the ways that you lead your team. Um, because it could be a detriment to his career. You know, you don't want that. You want him to grow 
you know, understanding that there are ways of doing things and there are ways of, of doing things, you know, the right way and there's the wrong way. And this here was, uh, this was the wrong way. And hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll he'll get to that point, whether it be in a Bulls uniform or not. I think he needs to learn, you know, just like he learned last year, that doing all that talking and, you know, you're pissing people off and you, know, you got a lot to say about everybody in the locker room. That's not the way to lead. He learned that last year. I think this year he needs to learn that this is also not the way that you lead your team. While we're talking about people in the media, you brought up LeBron James. You brought up uh, LeBron James basically did the same thing that Jimmy and Dwayne Wade did. He's been in the media pretty uh, all the time, to be honest with you, recently. And a lot of it mm-hmm. has been about him believing that he needs more help with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, before we get into the, the main part of this, Tristan Thompson came out pretty much immediately after LeBron did. He was asked about LeBron's comments, and he said, I don't give a shit about LeBron's comments. <laughs> this is who we had. And, and, hey, I was not a Tristan Thompson fan. I'm a Tristan Thompson I'm, I'm a fan of his because that's exactly what you're supposed to say. I don't give a shit about what he's saying. These are the people that we have in this locker room right now. These are the people I go to war with every day. And until something changes, that's what it is. And I like that because that's I kind of feel like that's the way LeBron should have take uh, should have taken it. If you have a problem with the people that you're playing with, don't go to the media and say I have a problem with these with who we have. We need these players. We need better players. Go to your front office and tell them that. Because now these other guys are looking at you like, well, we just won a championship with you last year. We were good enough to win then, so we're not good enough to win now because we hit a, we hit a, a bump in a row. Nobody's saying that LeBron James should not ask for his team to get better. You should always ask for your team to get better. What, and, and, I, and I think that's what Charles Barkley was trying to say when he was talking. And he didn't say it quite um, – Eloquently enough, because Charles Barkley isn't eloquent, he's a jackass idiot. Kenny said it eloquently. He said exactly what I'm saying now. Nobody's saying don't want your team to get better, but we're not going to feel bad for you because that's what you want. And also, if you want that, the way to go about doing it is not going in in the media. You go to the front office and talk about it, because otherwise, you basically slapping the rest of your team in the face. You guys aren't good enough. I need this to win. I need that to win. Well, what you needed last year to win was everybody on this team, and we won. So it's a slap in the face. Now, I do agree. Well, hold on. Before I go any further, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it was okay for LeBron to do what he did, or do you think he should have um, he should have waited a little bit and, and thought a little bit about what he was saying and not brought it to the media? What do you think, Chris? I mean – uh, there's a lot of different ways both situations could have been handled on Chuck and LeBron's part. Well, LeBron, it, like like Chuck said, Chuck had a Chuck was right and he was wrong. You're, you're a superstar. You're a great player, and <laughs> player like that, like, the way he says, it makes me laugh every time. But um, just the the way that LeBron went about this, you know, he's been ragging on Twitter for about like, what. You know, Entire week. It's been it's been about two weeks now, off and off. We need more of this. We need more of that. We need a playmaker. 
you could have easily went to Dan Gilbert's office. It's not like you don't already own it. I mean, come on. But um, took at a point, Jimmy, not Jimmy, uh, LeBron was out of pocket for what he did. But Chuck took it to a different level. Talked about dude doesn't want to compete. And that's where he, he went he went overboard, um, not wanting to compete. Because, I mean, we all know that LeBron is a, is a competitor. Um, so saying that he doesn't want to compete is a, is a low blow. What did you think, Devin? It is tough for me because if anybody follows according to sources, you know I fucking love LeBron James. But with that said, I because I love LeBron, I have to be real about the player that he is. Just like how I love A-Rod. That's Aaron Rodgers and Alex Rodriguez. But Alex Rodriguez got caught popping that shit. I ain't mad at him. You know, it is what it is. I'm not mad at LeBron for saying what he said. However, I don't think he should have said it. I, I, I understand that he, he chose to say that. However, I am one of the people that believe that I still think it's going to be a tough series with Golden State and Cleveland. And I think he's looking too much at the big picture shit, saying that, like, we need a playmaker. Like, I, okay, bro, we get it. We in the locker room get it. We probably do need another playmaker. You need to talk to them about that shit. But here's the like, thing. Like, not the media. Here's like, the that's, not, that's none of their business. Because here's, here's the thing, though. And I think, um, I don't know if I said this to you guys, so what happens if they don't get this playmaker? Do you just give up? Exactly. That's why you don't go to the media and say that type of stuff. Because now it's like, okay, we didn't get this playmaker that you kept talking about. I heard, like, I heard that, you know, they're, they're working out um, free agents. I heard Kirk Heinrich was at the, at the tryouts. Fucking Kirk Heinrich, he's awful. Fucking um, Kirk Heinrich. But that's why you don't do it. You don't do those types of things. Like, I, I, I think um, Charles, like you said, Charles went overboard with the, you know, I don't think he was saying he wasn't a competitor. He was saying, do you not want to compete? Like, this is not, like this is what it's about. This is what the game like, is Like, do you about. want it to be easy? Yeah, you want it to be easy. Like, this is, what the, this is what you have to win with. Now you figure out how to win with it. Like, that's part of the competition of the game. I think that's what he meant to say. Not saying that LeBron isn't a competitor. I mean, he, he's got LeBron has three championships. Of course, he's a competitor. Um, but I think that's what he meant to say. But once again, he just doesn't know how to say things because he's Charles Barkley. He doesn't know words, so I don't expect for him to be able to speak the things that he's thinking in his mind. I don't expect for him to be able to say, "Oh, this is what I'm thinking." I've never believed him to be able to do that, but I think that's what he was trying to say. Um, and you know, LeBron came. He's you know he snapped back at him, and he hit him pretty low. He you know he hit him pretty low. You know, making a comment. LeBron about, ethered his ass. Yeah, he really did. But see, the, that's the thing though. Everybody's loving that, but I thought that was like okay. That was a low. Like that was a low. Like I don't think at no point. Like it'd have been low if Charles would have been like talking about the shit that we were just talking about with LeBron cheating on his wife and having a baby out of wedlock. Like that would have been low if, if Charles brought that up. Like the stuff that LeBron brought up, it was kind of like, all right, I understand that you get a lot of shit, but that comes with it. But bringing up all of that stuff is like that's like you're no different than Charles then at that point. You're right. 
So what was the point of it? Like, okay, it, you got your laughs, you, you 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 eat the Charles Barkley. Now what? Because the odds are Charles is just gonna keep talking. That's something else. I, I was telling someone else. I was like, that's Char-. like I don't think people realize that this is Charles's job. That's what he does for a living now. He's no different than Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith or any of those guys. So why not? Like, and Skip Bayless has been talking shit about LeBron James for the better part of a decade, and I've yet to see him come out and talk shit about Skip Bayless. So you know, it's, I think it's because, because Chuck has a history of coming at players, and Skip doesn't. I mean, not the way Charles does. Charles is he he avoids the obvious. He he pats you on the back, calls you a great player, all that other stuff. And then he takes you to town, and this is. But it's that's not- his job, though. His job is to point out the things that he sees that he thinks should be talked about. And if that's what he talked about, then don't. If you feel that way, then don't shake his hand the next time. God damn! Well, that's. All right, you you uh you were breaking up right there. So you, you is hacking. He was saying that you know uh, he shake my hand and smile in my face. Well, you for him to have to be able to do that, you have to be shaking his hand and smiling in his face. I was going to say that too. Yeah, like you, there has to be a mutual comfort level for you to be, for you to be sending a signal out for him to feel comfortable enough to walk up to you and do that shit and do that. So if you have such a problem with it, which obviously you've had a problem with it, why didn't you say that from the beginning? No, we're not going to shake hands. Me and you need to have a, have to have a conversation. Like that's like, I've always felt that LeBron is ultra passive aggressive and to me i think he he's always been that to a detriment now and he's blown up but now it's like i like i think it was kind of petty the whole thing to me just came off a little bit petty um like it was funny like i got my laughs out of it but i think it was something about it that rubbed me the wrong way you know you talking about all these things with charles but for, for him to be able to do some of these things, you have to reciprocate, which means you've been reciprocating for, for quite a long time in a, in, a, in, a, in a relationship where you have not wanted to. Um, and that's your fault. <laughs> Nobody told you to do that. <laughs> you could have went about it a different way. You didn't. So maybe now Charles won't, um, won't smile in your face, and maybe you won't smile in his face back. Because you're both... Now you say that and you kind of break it down this like more than earlier what we were talking about. It makes more sense because Shaq made a really good point. You don't know nothing about going back to back. If you were, if LeBron would have left it at that, I hate it when that nigga do that shit, man. The conversation of the rings and that Chuck really doesn't have anything to show for his career. That's fine. That's basketball. But LeBron kind of took that extra step and went personal and alcohol. Yeah. You alcohol and all of this other that. stuff. Yeah, it, it went to me. It went too far. Um, for my personal like, and I agree with Devin. I hate you know. It's funny the way that the sports work because we 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 want championships to be the end all be all when it benefits us, right? Yeah. You know when it benefits whatever argument that we're we're having for whatever player or players. Chuck is an all-time great basketball player, man. It's not his fault that he ran up against the greatest basketball player of all time in his, you know, during his reign as a basketball player. Yeah, I mean, man. I, 
It just happens. And it's all, he's Chuck isn't alone. He is my boy Rashid. My boy Rashid is a Jordan fanatic. My man ethers everybody that tries to come to Jordan life. He's done it on our page a few times. But he always says that he was like, the reason why other guys in the 90s, especially, why they don't get the recognition that they deserve is because they had the misfortune of playing in the Jordan era. Patrick Ewing, Chuck. For a long time, people thought David Robinson was going to fall under that umbrella, but finally he got his got Tim Duncan. Duncan. And like it's a it's a bunch of them, man. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, all of them. Malone, John Stockton, just, Sean Kemp, it just didn't Larry work out. Payton, uh, Patrick Ewing, Reggie Miller. Uh, <clears throat> we can go on and we can on, go on and, and on. on about people that didn't get anything because Michael Jordan was just there kicking their ass, and that doesn't mean they were lesser basketball players. It just means he was better. That's it. And if Shaq would have came along a little bit earlier, he probably wouldn't have won the ring until Michael yep. Jordan. Because that's yep. just the way it was going at that time. When Michael Jordan was winning, you weren't. That doesn't mean Charles was bad. Charles had one of the – like, it makes no sense that Charles Barkley was 6'4 and grabbed as many goddamn rebounds as he did. And I think sometimes people, you know, shit on Charles Barkley because he's kind of an idiot and a coon right now. Like, that's his thing. He's a coon. But that does not mean he was not – he was a freak of nature on the basketball court, and I don't think he should be disrespected because of his political views. Like, I'm not going to disrespect Sage Steele's ability to do her job. She is great at her job. I just don't like her as a person. <sighs> I don't like her as a person. But she does a damn good job at what she's supposed to be doing. And I feel the same way about Charles Barkley. I think Charles Barkley is a cone. But that dude, is he, when he was playing basketball, he was one of the most freakish athletes I've ever seen in my life. And people shit all over him now and, you know, talk about him like he was never anything. And I think that's garbage. Like, that's trash. Like, grow up. LeBron is LeBron, and that's cool and all. But I'm not going to shit all over Charles Barkley because of LeBron. You got your fucking mind? Yeah, a lot of that. Stupid. You know, oh, as we as we filming the podcast, I'm watching this Bulls game, you know, and uh, I think these seats in this uh, whatever the Thunder Arena is kind of empty. And Isaiah Cannon is in the game, so I should probably turn this off, right? Yeah, <laughs> the Bulls are either getting blown out or they're blowing someone out. That's the only reason why Isaiah Cannon would be in the game. Now oh, it's either or, but. Um, we talked about the LeBron thing, and we had a conversation on the Facebook page where we were talking about top 10 players of all time. And uh, I saw a couple people put theirs. I didn't put mine because my top 10 has like 30 people in it. And it depends on how I feel at you know that particular point in time. But I will give my top five. And this is the top five that I don't think anybody's ever cracking for me. Ever. I don't give a damn what you do. Obviously, my number one player, and I'll get you guys afterwards. I'll get y'all afterwards. Because um, Devin, I think Devin put his up. I don't know if you put yours up, Chris, because I stopped. No, I, I turned off notifications from that post because I was tired of getting them. Um, <laughs> obviously, the number one player for me is Michael Jordan. <laughs> Jordan is, to me, the greatest basketball player of all time, and to me, nobody will ever touch him. Nobody. Nobody's even, nobody's nobody. ever, nobody's even close right now. Uh, when people were saying Kobe was close to him and I'm the hugest Kobe fan, you're fine. I was saying, nah, not really. 
<laughs> like, nah, like it's a it's a great honor to say that you know for Kobe, but nah, he's not really close. LeBron is nowhere near it either. So people can stop saying LeBron is close to being a great. No, he isn't. Um, so Jordan is my number one player. After that, it vast it goes back and forth depending on how I feel with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Um, after this, after those three, I have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at four. And after Kareem, I have um, Bill Russell at five. And I don't see anybody cracking my top five for me probably ever. It would take some very, very monumental achievements for somebody to crack my top five for me. But, uh, Devin, what are your top five? I got, uh, I got Mike. I'm crying? No, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm laughing because my three, four, and five guys always, like, flip-flop. Because, so, let me go through the list first. My top three are Mike... Magic, Kareem, and then my four and five are LeBron, and uh, it's always hard for me at five because I want to put Russell there, but I want to put Shaq there. Shaq is, because I didn't see all of the 80s, everything in in between that, but his history shows that Wilt Chamberlain was good and big, but when he he went up against Bill Russell... I saw you post. I saw yeah. you post that. I saw you post that, and I, I kind of wanted to say something about that. That's not really true. Bill Russell didn't lock up Will Chamberlain. No, he did not. Go back and look at what what Bill what uh, what Will averaged against against Will. I mean, against against Bill, he put up some pretty outstanding goddamn numbers against uh, against uh, against Bill Russell. It's just that Bill Russell had better teams. And he put up, you know, also great numbers because he was also a great basketball player. But it wasn't like Bill Russell was stopping Wilt. Wilt was getting his numbers against Bill. Wilt was getting his numbers against every goddamn body. It wasn't nothing you could do to stop him from getting his numbers. Just go, go, uh, uh, go to basketball. Check it out, Dre. Jesus. And check and check it out. <laughs> go, go to basketballreference.com and just do like. Bill Russell versus uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that because that reference shit. I love that website, and you're gonna see that he was averaging some pretty big numbers. But go ahead, I don't want to go ahead. Finish your uh, it, finish. You, I, it's it's like for right now, I say Shaq at five because he was just Shaq. so fucking dominant. I, I'm sorry, man. I gotta put him up there. I have to put him up here. So it goes, Mike Shaquille O'Neal. Mike, Mike, Magic, Kareem, LeBron, which I think, I think when LeBron's career is over, I'm going to put him at number three. I don't uh, think I'm ever going to have him in my top five. I, I'm, I got to put him. Which is fine. Like, I think people think that when you say a guy isn't in the top five, it's like yeah. a slap in the face or something like that. Like, you don't yeah. know, I might have him six or seven. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> is that so terrible? Which I think I do have LeBron like seven, maybe eight, but that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. I don't think it is. So you said that your five, you had Mike, Magic, 
Kareem? Is that what you said? Yeah, Mike, Magic, Kareem, LeBron, and Shaq. And Shaq. Okay. Chris, what are your five? Uh, well, for number one, you know, I got Paul Zipster. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I forgot Paul. Here to save us all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm uh, not sure. I got uh, Mike at the one. Number two, this might like, shake it up just a little bit. Uh, I got Larry Bird. Hey, man, look, sometimes I put Larry Bird as the second best player of all time. I can't do it, dude. I, do, I can't man. Do look it, man. at the I'm numbers. Look at the stats. For his no, career, he averages no, 25 no. points, this is just rebounds, like, and seven. No, no. See, this is just like how this is just like how Tom tried to play me. Our, our boy Tom Graziano, I hope you're listening. That magic magic. Magic is a smaller LeBron, and he had a fucking all-star team around him. The same thing with Bird. He had all the motherfuckers around him. You think it was hard for him to get them buckets and get the rebounds and shit? Hell no. Nope. Come on, man. That's not – come on. Y'all, y'all, y'all dissing my boy Magic. I know that nigga couldn't talk back then, but y'all doing him wrong. <laughs> Go on, Chris, uh, my man. Nah, he good, man. Uh, number three, I got Elijah Wan. Number four. Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, number four. Like, like Devin said, his number four is five. I flip a lot. Mine flip to about just as much. And uh, at four, I got Carl Malone. I mean, he's- See, dude, that's, that's, that's interesting because a lot of people – I've read a lot of, like, Different sports writers, they always they always put Carl at like their four, five, or six, because uh, Carl don't get as much love as he fucking should. He does, and I think that's unfair. I think it's mostly yeah. because a lot of us Chicagoans despise him in Stockton because we had to play them twice. So, go through it one more time, Chris. Say your list again. All right, one I got Mike. Two, Larry Bird. Three, Elijah Wan. Uh, four, what did I just say? Uh, what's dude's name? Well, I really just forgot dude's name. Uh, the mailman, Carl Malone, at uh, five. Whoa, yeah. hold on. I dropped up out of here. You had Larry Bird as two, and I agree <laughs> with that. But where did you go with three and four? Go, go, say this again. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Carl Malone, and I damn near lost my mind. They, he don't. He had one is Mike, two is Larry Bird, three is is Akeem, four okay. is Carl Malone. Yep. And five, who's your five? You said my five. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. That's a very interesting top five. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like Sally Yates now. <laughs> you just said Carl Malone in your top five. But I was saying there's a lot of people in the mindset where they do put Malone as as one of their their like four, five, or six guys. Man, Carl Malone had a very, very long ass career. That's all I'm gonna give him. <laughs> no, no, no. He was really good. I mean, he was great. He was uh, top, for me, top four power forward of all time. But to me, he wasn't the greatest power forward of all time. And um, I don't think I give him 
to either. I usually go Tim Duncan, obviously, for number one. And then after Tim Duncan, I usually go Kevin McHale. Ooh, that's bogus. Then I go... Kevin McHale's better than KG? Uh, then I would go KG for number three. You, you should be ashamed of yourself. Man, Kevin McHale was an absolute dog. You want to talk about me putting Carl Malone, but you want to put Kevin McHale? No, I don't have one. I'm talking about just straight power forwards. And I oh. have Kevin McHale as my second power forward of all time. Drink some fucking have, disrespect. I have KG is three. Then I probably have Carl Malone as four. Um, and then Ooh. Charles Barkley at five. Those are my Ooh. top five. He lost damn man. Kevin yeah. McHale was a goddamn okay, okay. <laughs> All right, the championship rings don't they? They speak for themselves. There is a reason why he has so many rings. Again, he had a team. No, if if you put Charles Barkley on that Celtics no, team, you could, he look, been. You want to know how I know that's not the truth? Because you know what team got Charles Barkley after they had just won a championship and then they didn't the next year? The 76ers. And you want to know why they didn't win a championship the following year? Because they had Charles Barkley. That's why. <laughs> Some people are just losers. No matter how good you are, you're going they're not you're not going to win with them. And Charles Barkley was one of those guys. This wasn't going to happen. This wasn't. He didn't know how he, he the one year that he did figure it out, he ran into Michael, but he didn't figure it out another year after that. Couldn't get it. But man, you you talking about Kevin McHale? Okay, all right. Well, Kevin McHale used to give people the fucking flux. They had no <laughs> idea what to do with him. He had every move in the post. Anybody has ever had. The only person, I mean, shit, even Tim Duncan ain't got more moves on the coast than Kevin McHale had. <laughs> he was just a better all-around basketball player. But as far as offensive moves in the post, man, please. Give me give me Kevin McHale in the post over any power forward ever. His ass mm. up. All that, all that slow-ass, unathletic shit, and he's scoring <laughs> 27 points a game on up and unders and fadeaways and uh, reverse pivots and hook shots. He had it all, man. He, yeah, he's my second. Uh, and if you really want to be honest, we all know that, that Tim Duncan is a center. So Kevin McHale is the best power. Uh, Tim Duncan as a center, I don't know about that. I mean. Well, in his early career, he was a he power forward. But, like, he once, like, David Robinson retired. Oh, yeah, he was, he was, definitely, he was definitely a center. No, he, he, he wasn't. Because he, they would keep getting people like Rosho, Nesterovich, to play the center position for them so that Tim would not have to be an actual center. And Nazi Muhammad. Yeah, Nazi Muhammad. Yeah. Actually, well, I like Nazi. Nazi, my dude, Chicago. Um, but, yeah, they used to do that. They would get someone, uh, you know, that's bigger to play the center position so that uh, Timmy wouldn't have to because, he, you know, Timmy just didn't want to. He didn't want to be a center. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what happened. Um, but damn, Chris, 
I'm sorry we're not going to be able to talk to you anymore after this. Um, oh, it's all right, man. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy you, you know, for coming on and writing some pieces <laughs> and shit like that, but you out of here, man. Fucking call them all. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, uh, wait till Rob hears this, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Rob has to say about the Carl Malone pick. I'm interested to see what other people have to say because I don't really email you guys like all of the hate mail that we get. Um, we get a lot of it. Uh, I don't email that to you guys. I don't email the good stuff to you either. But uh, I'm interested to see how many people agree with you with the Carl Malone thing because, like Devin said, I have seen people that have had Carl Malone um, like pretty high up on their list and like he's not in my top ten of greatest basketball players of all time, but you know, speak your mind, young man. <laughs> not he's not in mind either. I'm not going uh, criticize you for it. Outside, Hakeem is. Hakeem is in my top ten. But like I said, like Let I have like right fifteen now. people in my top ten. I, yeah, I bust somebody else and on Hakeem. Like if when I do like a fantasy draft on two K, let me get Hakeem and Mike on the same team. Oh, it's that ass. You you going down? Them, them fucking moves he's to put on my fuckers. Is you crazy? Yeah, that <laughs> that finals against David Robinson was one of the most ridiculous. Not finals. It was the conference finals, but you know, mm-hmm. um, it was one of the most ridiculous. That was embarrassing. I've ever seen anybody. But it wasn't just like he did it to David Robinson. The next series, he did it to uh, to Patrick Ewan. Like just uh, followed it up. Like I'll, I'll just shit all over Pat Ewan too. <laughs> <laughs> Like at an iron core, and he shit all over him real quick. Um, but that's what he did. He was awesome. But uh, he's also another one of those people, man. Um, that if uh, if Mike hadn't retired or been suspended for that uh, period of time, I don't think Kakeen would have won a championship either. To be completely honest with you. Could you imagine? I always think about that shit, man. They would have dominated, completely dominated a full decade. Because I do, I do believe that if Mike wouldn't have took them two years off, not, well, a year and a half, if, if he, I think he would have fully played on into 2000. Like, or maybe 99. Like, they okay. just ran through it. Maybe. They would have, they, oh my God, they would have yeah. dominated whoever it was. You want to know what, 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 you know what, Chris, you're back on the squad. You're back on the team. Even though though I don't agree with you that Isaiah Thomas is a top five uh, all-time player, I will say, I did post it on the the group when we were talking about the top fives and top teams or whatever. He is one of the, if not the most disrespected all-time great basketball player of all time. Um. I don't even think some people had him in their top 10, which is okay. You don't have him in their top 10. But I heard somebody, like, maybe it is debatable that Dirk was better. But I, I said in the post. Better than who? Than, than Zeke. It's debatable because Dirk is fucking mm. awesome. Dirk is fucking awesome, right? Um, but one of the things that I think can't be poo-pooed and I said this in the, in, in, in the group, is that Zeke won two championships going back-to-back during Magic and Bird's reign of terror. 
And then I went back and thought about it. Not only did he win during their reign of terror, he stopped Mike from ascending earlier. Yep. You're not going you you're not going to shit on um on Zeke for me, man. It's just not going to happen. Zeke was fucking awesome, dude. He was absolutely positively awesome. And I don't care what nobody say. He deserves uh, a lot more credit than he gets for what he was able to accomplish. Like nobody was winning when Magic and Bird was winning, and he found some way to win too. And then he won, and he was kicking the shit out of Michael for multiple years. Like they beat the Bulls in like four straight years or some shit like that. And nobody ever just, talked about Zeke. Just disrespectful too. They weren't just beating them; like they were manhandling them. Maybe like, that's because uh, he had the sexual assault stuff and. He ran the um, CBA into the ground, and he fucked up the Toronto Raptors, and he fucked up the New York Knicks, and he almost fucked up the Indiana Pacers. But, I mean, besides all of that. But he was coaching. Was he coaching the Pacers when they went to the finals, or was that Bird? That was Larry Bird. Uh, was it Larry Bird? I think it was Larry Bird. Yeah, because they they went to the finals – yeah, I think that was Larry Bird. Because I remember he was he was the Pacers coach. Yeah. You know, he was the Pacers coach when Mike was on the Wizards. Yeah, then that means he was still the Pacers. He was the Pacers coach. Because he, he put Mike in the All-Star game. Yeah. Thinking that yeah. that was going to rekindle the flame or some shit. Mike wasn't about that shit. <laughs> no, Mike is, Mike is as petty as they come. Oh, Mike is as petty as they come. He don't give a shit about that. But I, I do respect you for putting Zeke as your, in your top five because I thought he was a dog. Um, you know, winning them championships, man, that means a lot to me. It wasn't like everybody wasn't winning championships back then. So, you know, to get to get two and to do it back to back, like I said, that was an amazing, that's an amazing thing. Nobody was winning against Magic and Bird. And you had to beat them both. Exactly. He got, a, he got those two right before Mike started peaking. So, you know, he had to get those two. Yeah, because he wasn't going to get them. And the same thing, I mean, uh, shit, him and uh, him and Hakeem are in the same boat. He got Mike on one end. He got him at the other. Mike was gone. I get my championships. Mike ain't quite there yet. I'm going to get my championships because everybody knew that when he started winning, well, nobody going to be winning for you know any extended period of time. Exactly. Um, and you guys have anything else you want to talk about now? Oh, the Bulls, Bulls media put it on their Instagram page. They posted a picture of Rajon Rondo controlling the huddle with uh, <laughs> Nick Nicola. Uh, what the fuck is that boy's name? Miritich, uh Zipster, Butler, and I don't know who the hell else that is. Like they, like, you know, like shit is all good now. Man. because oh, they won the game? Butler. Like, Jesus Christ. Why do you hate Jimmy so much? It's because he's dark-skinned, man. Oh, it's not because he's dark-skinned. LeBron is dark-skinned. I like him. Rob is dark-skinned. I deal with his black ass. <laughs> I'm actually darker than Rob. <laughs> and, and I'm really close to you, so you know what that means. Jimmy Butler's an idiot. He is. He's a born idiot. I don't want to... See, Jimmy is easy... I, I really believe that somebody's trying to paint him in that, you know, dark. What's the name of that movie? The Blind Side shit. 
They trying to paint him in that light. <laughs> because and he, not, he's homeless and stuff like that. Yeah. We get it, bro. I, <laughs> uh, I applaud you. I applaud oh, your God. struggle. I think that shit is real. Like, no bullshit. But now it's time to be a man. And his actions are starting to show that he is not acting like a man. Like, to go back to that situation with him and D-Wade, that should have been the perfect time for Dwayne to be like, all right, you know what? You know what? We're going to talk about that as a unit. We're going to keep that in the house. Uh, him and him and Jimmy coordinated that shit together because they actually like use some of the same the same terminology. terminology. Did you and, like? I, I thought like, I was the only one that peeped that shit. Two completely different interviews. They said the exact same thing. That was that was a coordinated attack. They were like the allies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you caught that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> uh, that World War Two revelation. <laughs> they were like the allies. I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I would have. I would have liked for uh, for D Wade to to do that to do that. But yeah, I don't see that from D Wade. Like I didn't. Like I didn't see that being a thing. Like a, a teachable moment for him because it, apparently he's petty because he was all on board with LeBron, um, Ether, and uh, Charles Barkley and. I, like I said, I would have been completely on board with him doing it as well if he'd have kept it strictly on the basketball court. Uh, you could have talked about his competitive nature, laughing with Michael during the finals. Like to me, that would have been apropos for the the moment. And all of the other stuff. I've read in a few places that Charles actually wanted to play for the Bulls, and when yeah. he said he didn't want to come off the bench or some shit like that. Uh, Miami, I mean, he wanted to play with his friend, you know? <laughs> Fuck that all shit. The, all of those old guys that say that, you know, what they would and would not do, like, it's easy to say, oh, I wouldn't do this when you didn't have the opportunity to do it. A lot of them say that shit. Like, oh, I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, you can say that now because it's like 25, 30 years later. But if you were given the opportunity to go and play with your friends and win, you probably would. That's why I didn't like – I always told people, and, you know, me, you, and Rob, uh, Devin, we got into the argument about it. And I was trying to tell Rob, nobody cared that LeBron went and played with D-Wade and Chris Bosh. People only cared that he didn't do it with their team. Nobody cared that he went and played with his friends. Who fucking cares? People were upset that they didn't come in. If, if you trying to tell me that all the people that were mad, if he would have came and did that shit on their team, they'd have been like, oh, no, oh, nobody wants that. No, nobody would have said that. You're like a fucking idiot. People only care that it wasn't his team. And I feel the same way about uh, Kevin Durant. I don't care. Go and play with your friends. Because if you look at Kevin Durant, it looks like he's happier. I don't know if anybody has noticed that. But when did you ever hear about Kevin Durant going out to, like, a party? Or just yeah. walking around someplace. No, no, Dre, don't you, don't you dare. Don't, don't, don't try that don't shit, man. Everybody happy. Everybody happy when they win it. Come on, bro. No, man, I'm talking about actually having friends and going places with them. I saw him at a concert with a whole bunch of Warrior players. I've, I didn't, in, in seven or eight years of being in Oklahoma, I'd never seen him out with anybody that played on that team. Probably because he played in Oklahoma. Not even Russell Westbrook. I don't even think he liked Russell Westbrook. I think he learned to tolerate him. And that's how they became so close. 
I think somebody told me, said to me before, like, I don't even think, was it you, Chris? Maybe you said it. You think that him and um, James Harden were closer than him and Russell Westbrook. Somebody yeah. said that. It was you? Okay. Yeah. And and he was just, he had just learned to become really close to uh, Russ. But the relationship that he had that was probably closest and more natural was the one that he had with, with James Harden. And Man, that's the same way that he remember- is now. If you recall when James Harden got traded to the Rockets, how like pissed off Katie was. Remember? I do remember that. He he was seriously upset about that. Like, like do you think he'd have been that upset if it was Russ that got like he'd have been upset, but do you think he would have been that upset? No. Nah. Still don't understand why that shit happened. Yeah, <laughs> they, hindsight, you they, know, it's always hindsight. Money and shit, you know. Come on, bro. I remember we were looking me and my brother were looking at that one day. They were like they they essentially said it was between Harden and Ibaka. Yeah, but they had already. And they given wanted Ibaka to go with defense. They had already given. Ibaka they had already the year before. Yeah. So it wasn't like they could know. go back in time and take the money away from Ibaka. Like even like we look at it now, it's like oh yeah, obviously you just give them that money, but nobody knew that you know James Harden would be James Harden. You knew he was going to be sure. a big basketball player, but he had just came out of the finals where he stunk up the fucking place. Yeah, that that's. I was just about to say that that was probably their final, you know, their final thought of him was how he played in the finals. So we 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 look back at that with like hindsight, like man, what the fuck were they thinking? But you know, sometimes teams make bad decisions. That was definitely one of theirs. But you said everybody, everybody's happy. But he was winning in OKC too. But I'm talking about the off the court Kevin Durant that just looks like. These like he's playing basketball with a couple like Draymond Green is his friend. I don't think he had a friend like that on um, on OKC. I think his relationship with um, with Russ came out of necessity. Like they were together all like this is this me and you. But um, the friendship that he that he has with with Draymond seems to be like a natural friendship that just grew. From two people that actually enjoy spending time together, I don't think he ever spent that much time with Russ off the court. I she still think Russ is being super petty about that situation. Like, oh, dude, course. it's it's over. Yeah, he's being petty. It's, it's over with. Of course he is, and everybody's being petty about it as, uh, as well. Because I was talking to my brother about this, and I was telling him, you remember a couple just like two years ago when everybody hated hated Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Everybody hated him, but now it's like, oh, like now that it's it's cool to hate KD for going to Golden State. Now everybody is like, oh, Russell Westbrook. But I, I was writing shit all the way back in 2013. I was like, let Russ be Russ uh, about people talking about they should trade Russell Westbrook, and I'm like, man, you guys just need to get leave Russell Westbrook the fuck alone. But now everybody loves him. Yeah, so I just think what he's doing is wow. Okay. This will be the last topic before we get up out of here. Let's say they're like the fourth seed. No, let's give them the fifth. Say the fifth seed. And he averages a triple-double for the season. Is he the MVP? Hell yeah. (laughs) Without thinking about it. (laughs) I I, I don't even need to see the result of that playoff. No, he's not. I think he is. Simple because, well, you know what? Okay, hold you on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me change my mind. Let me make it. No, no, no. Let me, I want to. I want to make this harder. They're the fifth seed, and he's averaging a triple double. And the Rockets are the fourth seed. 
either one of them get the MVP? I put okay. Put it like this: If Russell loses, but he still ends up averaging a triple double on the season, I do think that would be overlooked for James Harden in today's voting standards. I think that would be overlooked. Wait, wait a minute. Does James Harden have like the, are they like in like, one and two? Yeah, James Harden, I think, has like 14 triple-doubles and two 50-point game triple-doubles and some stupid like 740-game triple-doubles. Yeah. I thought Steph was it, was leading an MVP. Fuck, I'm so behind. Steph? Nah. The the three people that's leading an MVP right now is Russ, uh, uh, Harden, and KD. Oh. Ooh, man. I can't because that I would be going against my own, like – principles like p- some people like to say that the second the second year that steve nash won his mvp kobe should have won but he steve should've. nash led his team to a first round i'm sorry not the first round a first seed first seed and i still think kobe should have won it because that team was absolute garbage they shouldn't have never <laughs> been in the playoffs and he dragged them to the playoffs by his will alone and i thought he was the best player that year with the best numbers i thought he should have been MVP. Because I don't think it's – the MVP voting has always been the best player on the team with the best record. Like, that's typically how it goes, mm-hmm. except for them off years where, like, Detroit has the best record. And then it's like, okay, we got to pick somebody else. Because none of them motherfuckers are an MVP candidate, right? Like, and I'm giving it to Chauncey Billups or Rip Hamilton. Like, obviously not. But it generally goes the best player on the team with the best record. So – if that continues, uh, it would probably be KD. But if a dude averages a triple-double on a team that just lost Kevin Durant and he gets them to the the NBA playoffs, I feel the same way I did about that year with Kobe. That guy is the MVP. And if you don't give it to him... I, to me, you have to give it to James Harden. You see, I can make arguments with both of those two guys. But the guy that I think it should really go to, but I know that's not going to get it, and he's not even getting enough consideration in my opinion. Isaiah Thomas? Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. He's making oh, a case. Man. Boy, <laughs> I am terrified to see how they draft this summer because if, if the ball – like, if they just manage to just trade up into, like, the top 15 and get somebody or whoever they sign, I do not see the Spurs losing to Golden State anytime soon because that boy is outstanding. They said that he worked with Kobe in the summer, and you saw the immediate result. <laughs> you ain't never seen Kawhi just go up off the dribble and just just devastate your ass the way he, he's been doing this year. He's phenomenal, and he and he hasn't. Well, you know who else? He I don't think he's putting up MVP numbers per se. Cause I have to check his numbers. I could be wrong. But Demar Derozan, I think he's getting just overshadowed by a lot of other like big time players in the league because he has been really really good. And also Isaiah Thomas, as you said, Dre.
Sorry, Devin. Um, I just got what? another buried chess piece, and I was dropping it for. Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> That's like seven of these things, but yeah, I'm dropping it for the people in my group. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Bears chess pieces for the division. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas, Kawhi. Uh, I think I, I know you. I heard you saying you talking about Kawhi, but um, uh, they're not going to beat the Warriors. They're they're not going to beat them. What? They're not going to beat the Warriors. The next ain't gonna beat the Warriors. They're not going to beat the Warriors. The Warriors have. A, a whole nother level of basketball play that nobody else could even come close to. So, I, I mean, it might be a good series, but as far as them beating them, I can't see it happening. I'm like such a huge Kawhi Leonard fan. But they, like, okay, let's just say he shuts down somebody. I don't know who he was shut down, but he shuts down somebody. Who's shutting down the other guys? If he eliminates KD out of the situation, then that forces Steph and Clay to come up big. Have you been watching Steph lately? I have, but Steph can't carry that team like he used to. That's why they had to. I've been watching KD. him in the playoffs. Uh, I ain't did seen you him watch him in the playoffs? Because last year in the playoffs, he was pretty outstanding, too, until he got hurt. That's true, but Clay Thompson Thompson also isn't the same Clay Thompson. Clay Clay, Clay can suck sometimes in the playoffs, but Draymond is still there. I think they have enough to beat that team in the playoffs. I think they have enough to beat every team in the playoffs, to be honest with you. I don't see... Unless an injury happens this year, I don't see a situation where they lose. Um, Like last year. Yeah, last year, an injury happened. And and not only an injury, a suspension happened. So things can happen. But if it's just like strictly basketball related, nah, I don't don't see a way that they lose this year. If you look at like the two games they had against Cleveland, and Cleveland is really the only team I think that can beat them. And even I don't, and I don't think they they even stand a chance of beating the two games that they played this year. To me, are really telling. I think that first game they played in Cleveland, the Warriors were like they were on some weird stretch of games, like three out of four, and they may have been like on a back to back or something like that. And they came into Cleveland, and they were beating them by like eighteen, and they ended up running out of gas at the end and lose. What they lose by one point? Was it one point? Maybe two. Mm-hmm. Richard Jefferson foul KD. Yeah, he fouled KD, and they, they just didn't call it. The same thing happened in game two. They were, I think the, the Cleveland Cavaliers were on another one of those weird stretch of games where they were three out of four in the back-to-back, and they came into Oracle and got blew out by 40-plus. That was telling to me. Same situation for both teams. One team loses by one or two after running out of gas, and the other team gets blown the fuck out. That was telling to me. I know it's a regular season, but it's not the way in that matters. It's the way that they won and the circumstances in which they did it. And the way that they lost and the circumstances in which they lost. I don't think, and for, and for all the reasons that LeBron James is asking for more help, he sees it. He's not a dummy. He understands what, what, what's coming. And um, if you look at the way that Steph played in that last game against Cleveland, 
I think that was that should be taken as more of a warning than anything else. I think he's tired of hearing about Kyrie Irving. And I think if they have to play them again in the finals, he's going to toss his ass up. Like he's damn sure tossed him up in that last game. But that was according to sources. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, everything was cool about the show this time, except for Chris talking about Carl Malone in his top five. That was awful. Will, <laughs> 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 you know what? I might actually get that up out of here. I might. Might have to edit that out. But um, you guys know where to find us, man. <laughs> We're on the ETMF Podcast Network. You can find us at ETMF Podcast Network. Um, go and like, subscribe us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find uh, podcasts. That's where you'll find this podcast. You can find us on accordingtosources.com. That's where you find Chris doing all of his marvelous writing. He's writing about everything. Um, politics. Uh, I saw you had the the poem up there, man. You didn't post it. You should have posted that. It's good. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Um, so Chris will be up there with all his writing. I'm going to get back into writing very, very soon. I have something that I'm working on right now. Uh, Devin's going to writing again, apparently. Rob. Yeah, man. I, Chris has fucking showed me out, so I got to <laughs> fucking figure it out. I got to step up my game. <laughs> um, but you can find us at the corner source. You can find us at A2Sources at Twitter. You find us at Corner Sources on Facebook. According to Sources at According to Sources if you want to send us hate mail or love mail. It's also um, and we all have According to Sources email. So Devin, this is Devin Wittenberg at According to Sources. Chris is Chris Braswell at um, Christian. Kristen Braswell at uh, According to Sources. Rob is Robert Tate at According to Sources. If you want to send us individual hate and or love mail, you can do so at any of those email addresses. Um, but yeah, man. That's the end of the show. I heard Devin's uh, girlfriend asking him if he was done yet, and she kind of sighed when he said, we're getting soon. We're getting done soon, and I want him to get cut. So, <laughs> Devin. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get this Xbox, so uh, y'all fucking up my money. <laughs> All right, let's get the body. <laughs> I'm great. That was according to sources. Here we out. Peace. 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 Didn't see it, Devin. Jason Whitlock. I know. Stuck. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.